Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. Uh, this is a wrestling podcast by me, Chris, and my compadre, comrade, uh, Mr. Alan. Salam alaikum. I don't know whether you should do that. <laughs> of all people. <laughs> of all people. Um, it is uh, 44 minutes past midnight. And um, we're going to do that thing that we do when we've gone to a wrestling show. and We've driven home mm-hmm. and got home and decided to talk about it in front of a pair of microphones. Yeah. Uh, so where have we been tonight? We've been to that London again. Yeah, can't get enough of it. I know. We've been down the A, the M1, yeah, and then the A1, yeah, um, and then the Bethnal Green Road, yeah, um, <coughs> to Bethnal Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made, we made it. Yep, we sure made it. Um, and we've been to York Hall again. Yep, and uh, we've been to see Rev Pro. Mm. Revolution Bro, RPW, yeah. RP Dub. Tried to get that going, didn't they? Yeah, don't Dub like it. it. Don't yeah. like it. Um, and their show is the annual Epic Encounter show. Is it an annual one? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I or, just or according to that goof they had ring ring announcing tonight, Epic Encounters. Because mm, there were so many. It sounds like Epic a Encounters. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coming uh, up on Television X, Epic Encounter. I wonder whether we can get to a point where these shows don't need names. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to the May Rev Pro show at York Hall. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't. You, oh, do you mean Epic Encounter? Yes. People love their names, though, don't they? Stupid. They're all stupid. Yeah. I prefer them when they're stupider than when they're, like, trying to sound like a... Straight to DVD action movie. But at least they haven't named a show after an ocean colour scene song. No, that's true. But it does sound like a movie. Oh, finally, I get to see Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> in the same movie, <laughs> Epic Encounter. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd watch that film. Would you? Yeah. I'm sure you would. I would imagine but you it... haven't seen E.T., so... No, it would probably come on... You know that you get those... Films that are like four films on one DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's probably one yeah. of those, isn't it? As many in a pack as possible. Yeah. Because quantity is preferable over quality when yeah. it comes to films. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was uh, it was a Rev Pro show at York Hall. First time we've been to York Hall in quite some time. Yeah, for 16 months. For Rev Pro. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's less than a week. <laughs> uh, and um, it was another York cool show for rev pro featuring some japanese new japan talent yeah that's kind of what they do and uh, featuring josh bodum and featuring josh bodum yeah um and uh, rev pro is the only place i think in the uk that you can see the uh new japan talent mm. and also the only place in the uk you can see josh bodum <laughs> yeah unless yeah. you really look hard yeah like you have to really you know you have to get like one of those like a uh, little knit combs out to try and find <laughs> Josh Bodum in the British wrestling scene. 
Yeah. Um, and if if you do find them, please use a strong shampoo. Um, <laughs> but this um, it, there was a lot of good wrestling on the Rev Pro show, wasn't there? Yeah, there's always a lot of good wrestling on yeah. Rev Pro. That's what Rev Pro do. Almost they? to a fault. Yeah. Which we might talk about, or I might talk about. Yeah. Um, later on. Um, let's kick off the thing that we did. We'll dive in, dive in, shall we? So we're going to do three things that we loved. Love the graps. And three things that weren't to our particular taste. Uh, and not my graps. (laughs) I wonder what you were doing then. Yeah, I just thought we were getting very problematic. That wasn't me talking. That was a, um, (laughs) that was a, uh, that was a little soundboard thing that I've got. Uh, not my graps. Please don't do that. I, I'm doing. I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it on every podcast from now on. Well, let's let's just get on with the love the graps. Hey, <laughs> love my graps. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> I'm not loving your graps. <laughs> oh, I love the graps. What about that one? What have you become? Oh. Right, okay. I kind of half fell asleep towards the end of the journey home and I've gone manic. <laughs> well, we were listening to... Uh, I love the graps. To um, Music Planet on Radio 3. Mm. Um, world music. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about you, Chris. I like world wrestling. Yes, I like... Well, I guess we saw a bit of that tonight, Yeah, we did we? see a bit of world um, wrestling, yeah. There were no Bulgarian wedding bands. Was, no. it, was it Bulgarian? Yeah, it was Bulgarian, yeah. yeah. Um, but you don't really get many Bulgarian wedding wrestlers, do you? Rusev. Yeah, but he doesn't really perform just at weddings. Well, he can do. I mean, he's married. Yeah. Isn't he? Um. Okay. Love the graps. Okay. Um. Um. I want to uh, focus on a couple of matches that were in the the middle of the card. If mm. you look at it as a seven match, one card. just before the interval, one after the interval. Yep. Yes. And um, most of the attention on this card was focused around the top two matches. Mm. Um, so you had the uh, undisputed British heavyweight championship match. Apparently between, it's undisputed. Yeah, no one's disputing it. Uh, between the Japanese man, Tomohiro Ishii, mm-hmm. and the American man, Keith Lee. Yep. And you also had the undisputed British tag team championships mm-hmm. between Suzuki Gun, the holders, Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, thankfully not the Killer Elite Squad. Yeah. Uh, That would have been bad. Um, And they took on CCK. Um, Not Kid Like Us, because he's busted. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who knows when we'll see him again. Uh, Travis Banks and Chris Brooks. So everyone's talking about these these two matches. Um, Maybe we'll talk about Minoru Suzuki in a minute. Um, And so the focus was on these two. But the two matches immediately preceding this, as you say, the one before the interval and the one after the interval... Um, I think stole the show. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and that was a tag team encounter between Aussie Open mm-hmm. and the Chosen Bros. I don't know why you keep pronouncing it Chosen. It's just Chosen. Chosen Bros. Chosen Bros. Yeah, because that's just like, because it's cool, like putting a Z in it. No, there's Nobody Zen. calls it Limp Bizkit, do they? <laughs> they should do. Um, the Chosen Bros are right. um, Matt Riddle and Jeff Cobb. Uh, and then after the interval, um, you had Will Ospreay, perennial mm-hmm. favourite, mm-hmm. dressed in a very strange outfit. Yeah, he looked like a, a lot going funky on panto genie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and El Fantasma, mm. who came out to um, music <laughs> that didn't have uh, the phrase, I'm a fucking headbanger. No, it had, it said, 
El Fantasmo. And then had a dubstep breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those two matches, I thought, were the the tip of the tops, mm. the top of the pops tonight. Um, Aussie Open and uh, Chosen Rose yeah. quite rightfully got the uh, first of a couple of standing ovations. Yeah, I don't know. Tonight. Just a, a quick bit, like, quick detour there. I don't know whether we spoke about this over the WrestleMania weekend. But um, we watched a bit of the Rev Pro show. Yeah, I think we watched that on my birthday. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, right. we watched um, it after. So we watched it afterwards. Um, and uh, watched the Aussie Open match against um, Tanahashi and Juice Robinson. Yeah. And really were kind of left underwhelmed mm. by it. Um, and, and part of that, I thought, was... Uh, like the Aussie Open didn't seem like stars. No, there they didn't seem quite like they belonged alongside Tanahashi. No, because I, I suppose in one way they're them fellas we know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we yeah. see them all the time. And Tanahashi with his lovely hair mm. is a massive star. Yeah, and so there was a bit of cognitive but dissonance there. I, I think today, like I think it was just a a meshing of styles really that worked. Yeah better Mm -hmm. because it's when it's a bunch of boys doing big silly boy things where lots of people are going to get hit really hard and lots of people are going to get dropped really hard i think that works towards the opens favor yeah when it's noisy yeah you know the noisy wrestling yeah there were lots of spots yeah um and i appreciated them all yeah tempo's high Mm -hmm. everybody's getting their stuff in um, and like going a mile a minute. And I think that worked really well for them. And I think they looked great. Yeah, no rest holds there, were there? No, 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 no slowing down. No. Um, And yeah, they looked great today. And they, spoiler, they picked up the win. Yeah. Um, And I guess that's a big one for them. Yeah. Some fans booed that. Idiots. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll perhaps come on to that later. But I mean, it was such a great match, and neither of them, neither team, are particularly. um, I mean, I suppose the chosen bros are overtly babyface in that they're they're very lovely people. Um, Aussie Open, not particularly heels, Um, so there was no need to boo. It was a great match. No, Um, and then similarly, I think. Um, kind of a, a similar pace was the match after. Yeah, um, Will Ospreay against El Fantasmo. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of played off as um, El Fantasmo not really respecting Will Ospreay. Yep. Um, kind of having sort of taken his place a little bit in his stead while Osprey's away, mm. especially on some of the smaller Rev Pro shows yeah. as the... Flippy guy. Uh, the flippy, flippy guy. Yeah. Um, and he kind of uh, was mocking some of Osprey's mannerisms. Yeah, stole the Oz cutter as yeah. well. And, um, and, and Osprey sort of pushing back against that. Yeah. What I particularly loved about this, and it's something we've seen Osprey do before, um, Osprey gave him loads. Yeah. Osprey made him look a million dollars. Yeah, and we have seen Osprey do that a bunch of times. Yeah, um, um, and to me, that's that's kind of the mark of of a top pro. 
um, because they're not worried about getting their own shit in so much yeah. as making their opponent look good. Because there's there's the old thing of if you beat a nobody, who are you? Yeah, exactly. You know, you've, you've beaten a nobody. If you make someone look really good and then beat them. And there were times when I thought, actually, you know, Fantasma could pick up a win here. Yeah. Um, he didn't. No, mind. because Osprey's currently the IWGP junior heavyweight yeah. champion. Um, but there were times when that slipped from my mind. Yeah. It was kind of... Yeah, certainly. You know. Like, yeah, El Fantasma... El Fantasma looked a million dollars today. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, we'll see what happens going forward, but, like, it felt like a bit of a coming out party. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been having he's been having good matches, mm. but like not as high profile singles matches. No, like on the level that this was. Yeah, I mean, and uh, as we as the whole point of this particular of the graps is like these two matches were kind of played off as mid card afterthoughts. Mm. I, honestly, we had forgotten they were on the card until yeah. we were getting ready to get in the car and head down. Yeah. Um, we just had another look at the card and was like, oh, didn't realise that had been announced. Yeah, and then we were like, oh, they'll be good. Yeah. And they were. Yeah. So um, well done, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. And right. I think they're all in the same car as well on the way home, so. Yeah, well, well, well uh, done. yeah quite a few of them, yeah. Yeah, well done, fellas. Um, we'll move on to the next one then. Okay. Next, uh, Love the Graps. And we're going to take a moment to sort of bask in the glory of a particular wrestler that that was on the show yeah. today, not Keith Lee, not the not our regular basking yeah. partner. We've uh, basked quite a lot in the glory of Keith Lee, and yeah. tonight may be the last time that we saw him yeah. live. And um, just for a, as, as a side, but I'm going to miss him a lot. Yeah, oh certainly. Yeah, he's, he's wonderful. He had a really good match tonight. Yeah, against Tomohiro Ishii. Watching him in there made me like made me hate the fact that we haven't been watching him in New Japan for the past year. Yeah, yeah. Because he would have had some great matches with everybody in New Japan. Yeah. Um, even right at the top, the Okadas, the Tanahashis, yep. the the Naitos. Um, and that's their loss. And mm. wherever he ends up, which is rumoured to be WWE, yeah. um, it's it's their game. It's all right. We'll get to see him against No Way Jose soon. Excellent. Um, but we're not talking about Keith No, Lee. we're not. We're, we're, we're basking in the glory of... Uh, another uh, gentleman that has come from a faraway land to grace us with his presence. Um, and that is the leader of Suzuki Gun, uh, Minoru Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tonight he, he tagged with his um, his colleague, um, <laughs> Zach Sabre Jr. And was a magnificent prick. Yeah. Um, he, he kind of, it was almost like a bit of a greatest hits yeah. Except that he didn't beat up any young boys. No. No, but no, that had already been done earlier. Josh Bowden like, had done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he did uh he did kind of uh take a bit let's say take a shine to Chris Roberts. Yeah. Um, kind of uh intimidating him to the point where I think he put him in an arm bar at one point outside yeah. the ring. And the the delightful thing about that was um you could see that Chris Roberts wasn't quite sure. No, well, um, that that how moment far Suzuki would go. Yeah, there was a moment where he had backed Roberts up into the corner, yeah. and was go- like shaping up as if he was going to chop him. Like tucked his arms behind the ropes, and he, he was going to chop him. And you could see that Roberts was like, "I don't know, I don't know whether he's going to hit me or not." Um, and at that point, he didn't, but he did later put him in yeah. an armbar. Um, I just loved watching it. Yeah. Um, there's there's a certain point 
where you can watch someone and they play that certain role and it it goes from arrogance into supreme confidence yeah um that they know that everything they do is just going to be amazing yeah um and it's it's not so much they're on autopilot but i don't doubt that some of it is autopilot um because he's been doing it so long mm-hmm. but it's just that there's a supreme confidence that that their their greatest hits is so good yeah it's so polished um that you can come over and it's not the first time he's been over he's been over no. a few times we we saw him last year yeah um a rev pro um but it's just nice to see him at this point in his career um coming up to his 30th anniversary mm. uh, of being in his career well he, he's got a similar thing to that which we said about pete dunn uh mm. last week where he he doesn't give a shit no he can do whatever he wants and get away with it. And tonight he was getting cheered a lot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and that, those sort of antics will get him booed a lot elsewhere. Mm. Um, tonight he had a couple of great foils. Yeah. In Chris Brooks and Travis Banks, who both uh, in turn attempted to chop Minoru Suzuki repeatedly. Yeah. And it, he just wasn't having any of it. Seems impervious to that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and just laughed it off. There was a nice moment early on where Brooks was um, trying to apologise. He was trying to apologise to Suzuki because he knew what was coming next. Yeah. Um, and and Banks, similarly, you know, he got knocked around a lot tonight. Yeah. He, he probably took... Uh, Brooks took a lot, but I feel like that early exchange, the chopping exchange with Banks, uh, probably was the more brutal of the, uh, yeah. the two. Um, I'm sure they're both feeling fresh as daisies right now um i did speak to chris brooks after the show i uh, said Do you enjoy that he went no my jaw hurts yeah so there you go yeah i, I mean it's something we said about um uh mako satamura the other week was i know it's re- not real and you know it's not real but does Minoru suzuki know it's not real yeah um because sometimes it's like he's trying to hit through you rather than, you know, just a glance in blow. Yeah, but it, it was just lovely to see it. There was a bit where he uh, he came and sat on the steps right next to where yeah, we yeah. were sat down. And it's just kind of like, I don't get starstruck very often. No. Um, but that was a small moment where it's just like, that's Minoru Suzuki. It's Minoru Suzuki, yeah. yeah. Um, and you were saying that he's got his 30th anniversary yeah. coming up. And he's he's planning to do it for free, yeah, in a in a stadium. Wow! Because um, he just wants as many people as possible to come and see him what and an have a big e- celebration. What an egotist! <laughs> he's a lovely fellow, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Is he? I bet. I've seen in. some pictures of him wearing funny hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a in a like he thinks he looks trendy way, and I'm not having it. Yeah, but no one's telling him he doesn't look trendy. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. That's why he got away with that haircut for such a long time. Yeah. Um, um, Talking of people who may think they look trendy. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the what? third love the Yeah, graps. one last love the graps then. Surprise appearance. Yes. Um, nobody was expecting this. Mm. Um, yeah, someone we haven't had a chance to talk about at all this year. No, because um, I mean, we've seen him a couple of times, uh, yeah. Fight Club Pro, but he, he's just, just a ref there, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shea Persa. Yeah. Shea Persa turned up 
in RevPro. Yeah, the legendary Shea Purser. And it was the the bad Shea Purser yeah. that we all know and love he in was, his black shirt and red bow tie that we haven't seen for quite some time. Yeah, he was brought out by David Starr, who was um, bemoaning the fact that uh, he felt that Chris Roberts was not fair to him. Mm. Um uh, and had fast counted at one of his previous matches. Yeah. And he said that I've demanded that I have my own referee and outcome Shea Purser of all people. Yeah. You know, he, he's known for being uh, less than impartial. Yep. And uh, yeah, um, very, very weird turn of events. There was a wonderful moment where um, we were sat across the way from Joe Atherton, yep. friend of the show. And junior I, podcaster yeah um i could just i could see him turning to the person next to him and explaining who shea Purser was yeah because honestly it it would be confusing for a lot of people yeah because it does look like a child has come out and um and 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 decided that he's going to be a referee because he's not even dressed like the other referees in nope. ref pro so it did look weird yeah um but let's move on to a not my graps then. okay um, because like there's some there's a couple of things that you know really bothered me about this show, mm. and the first not my graps um, is 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 very very you know it's troublesome, mm. and that is uh, Shea Purser. Yeah. Um. Now, I'm I'm a big fan of Shea Purser, and if you're going to bring Shea Purser in to be a villainous referee, I'm all for it. I'm all for it because I love. You know, shouting at Shea Purser. Yep. Um, but if you're going to bring Shea Purser in as if he's a villainous referee, and then he's just going to call it straight down the line, <laughs> and then that's and then the end of the match finishes without any Shea Purser shenanigans, I'm going to be asking myself, why did you bring in Shea Purser? Yeah. What a waste. David Starr could have just got Joel. Yeah, he could have just said, oh. "Can I just have the other referee yeah. that's already been refing?" You on know, the, the show. referee that doesn't fuck up. Yeah, I want. I don't want Chris Roberts get somebody else. Yeah, um, yeah. Shay called it right down the middle. Um, yeah. Even in the bit where it looked like he was favouring David Starr, in fact, he was just applying the rules. Yeah, there, there was some. There was some very slight, like very very slight favouring where he would be more strict on counting. Like for breaking holds, yeah. to Curtis Chapman than he was David Starr. But there were no fast pins. No, you know there was no turning a blind eye to a low blow. No, um, so yeah, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was very weird. What a waste! What a waste of um, beautiful Shay. <laughs> um, okay, another not my gut. Slightly more serious. Yeah, yeah. Chris, you hate the Rev Pro fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them. All of every all single of one of them. No, there's one of the reasons that we haven't been to York Call yeah. for Rev Pro in quite a while has been the sort of the, the weird crowd mm. that you get there. Um, and I think that continued tonight. Although I thought it was weird in a different way tonight. I didn't think it I was the know, same way. Yeah, weirdness. maybe, maybe not. I mean, there were definitely in the past some very obnoxious sort of sections of the crowd mm. that kind of you know, made the shows difficult to enjoy. Yeah. But tonight, I think, let me frame this in a certain way, because I think the crowd are reacting to what RevPro are presenting them. And maybe that's where some of the problem stems from. And it's the fact that RevPro 
is a bit of a Frankenstein's monster of a promotion. Yeah, I agree with that. So you've got these big York Hall shows where they present... They're basically super shows, aren't mm-hmm. they? With top imports from around the world mixed with a, f- a pinch of what Rev Pro produce locally or present mm-hmm. locally. Then you've got the London cockpit shows, which are kind of flavoured after the new sort of school of Brit British wrestling. Yeah. Y- your fight club pros, your yeah. progresses. Um, and like, they run on a monthly basis with a regular crowd who bought a season ticket in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So they're there and they get some storylines. Yeah. They get some character progression. Um, but they don't get all of the same big names that no. you're getting at the York Hall shows. And then they do some South Coast shows, mm-hmm. which are a much more traditional old school Brit Ress affair. Yeah. Where a lot of the time it is the same talent, but it is presented in such a way that anyone from the, anyone off the street can walk in and enjoy those shows without an investment in the ins and outs of British wrestling, without an investment in knowing who the big Japanese stars are. Yeah. Like, quite often those are the ones where you'll see they have, like, some American imports on. Um, it's every, a hornswoggle. Yeah, appeared. every now and then they'll have some WWE TV The people. Ryback. Yeah. He was on one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so they've got these, these very distinct, three mm. very distinct sort of flavours to them. Now, when they do these York Call shows, they always try and integrate well i mean they haven't always actually no. but like they, they there are times when they try and integrate some of the story stuff that they're doing at other shows into these big shows mm-hmm. um now specifically i'm going to sort of harp on one particular match and one particular sort of um story that they're tr- they're trying to tell um that the crowd basically have just rejected out of hand here at Rev, uh, here at Rev Pro at York Hall, and that was David Starr and Curtis Chapman. Yep, Curtis Chapman going in as the uh, cruiserweight champion, and David Starr as the challenger. Now, it's my understanding that in the shows building up to this, David Starr has been uh, a bit of a villain. He's bemoaning Rev Pro management, saying they're not fair and that they're not. Air, releasing his promos. I don't know what the promos are saying, but yeah, there were some people up in the balcony, weren't there? Yeah. That had um, a but, really badly put together yeah, sign, so, release the promos, Andy. Yeah, and he mentioned it as well. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned just before, he thinks that he's had a, a short shrift from um, Chris Roberts yeah. to the point where he's brought in his own child referee. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, 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 you know, he's healing on. Andy Quilden, he healed on the fans quite a lot. Yeah. But he got cheered pretty unanimously. There yeah. was a moment where the crowd kind of turned on him, him a little bit when they when he basically called them idiots. Yeah. Um, but pretty much everything else got cheered. Mm-hmm. And then you got Curtis Chapman come out, who is your kind of standard, like, white meat, baby face... Like a young Nicholas Lindhurst. <laughs> a wrestling Rodney. Yeah. Um, who is currently, the, well, who prior to this match was their cruiserweight champion. Kind of a, a bit of a shocker. Kind of yeah. like, a, you know, how how long will he hold on to this? Um, 
But that obviously hasn't clicked with this particular section of the Rev Pro crowd no. because a good portion of them were booing him. Yeah. Now, obviously, I think some of the some of the blame for this lies at Rev Pro's feet mm-hmm. because it's up to them to be able to tell the story. Yeah. If they want David Starr to get booed, then they need to make it clear to him that he needs to do everything to get booed. Yeah. He didn't cheat tonight at all. No. Um, he did his usual stuff. He did all his usual stuff. Um, the only kind of heel things that were clearly heel were like, he, as I say, he, he slagged on the crowd a little bit. He insisted on doing his own introduction when the it, like the ring announcer wouldn't do it, which is kind of, you know, that's kind of a bad guy move, but also yeah. people are into that introduction. Yeah, so... Yeah. Like, the fact that the announcer doesn't do it, it kind of makes them look bad. Um, and then you've got Curtis Chapman, who hasn't sort of set the world on fire. Yeah. So you need to you need to do everything you can to have a strong villain for him to be going up against. And they haven't done that. Having said that, I think crowds, generally speaking, need to kind of meet people, half, meet yeah. them halfway. Yeah, All you're right. part of the show. Yeah, um, you you should try and buy into it. I mean, it was as as much as everyone loves David Starr. Yeah, um, he was kind of positioning himself as the villain. Yeah, um, even though, I mean, it's it's difficult because the the Brits love an underdog, um, and they love to take someone's side against the boss against the authorities. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a difficult one in in that sense. But it was very clear that um for though we we know nothing about Rev Pro storylines, um he came out he's being the whiny bitch. Yeah. Um and Curtis Chapman is therefore the good guy. Yeah. Um you got to get behind him a little bit. Yeah. And that was that was a worrying thing for me as well that when he wasn't being booed, Curtis Chapman was getting nothing. Yeah. So there weren't even the, that segment of the crowd who really should do you know do you know no. the only times he was getting cheered was when he did big moves mm. which i think plays into the other reason um the the other reason i think I, I think i've worked out somewhat what the issue is with the rev pro crowd is or at least at york call is that they're there for the matches the wrestling mm. they're there to see the New Japan guys do the New Japan things and they're there to see the, you know, Matt Riddles do Matt Riddle things where he kicks people and uh, other people get dropped on their head. So when you've got somebody who's coming out and trying to do some character stuff, it it doesn't connect with them. Yeah, just get to the next move. So as I say, even in that match, when Curtis Chapman did a couple of big moves, people were like, yeah, all right. And then immediately afterwards, they remembered that they just—they don't really know who Curtis yeah. Chapman is, and they don't. And it wasn't—it wasn't, wasn't just that match as well. I mean, it was—it was odd in in other matches, yeah. as we say. People they they booed Aussie Open a bit because Aussie Open beat the the chosen bros. Yeah. Um. In in the opener, um, you had some people sort of cheering for Adam Brooks. Yeah. And then in the Josh Bodum versus Freddie Ahai. Um, quite apart from just that that one odd fella um, who usually cheers for Josh Bodum, you had quite a few people cheering for Josh Bodum. Yeah. So I don't. I've never been a fan of wrestling fans who 
cheer the baddies. Like, get out. Just yeah. get out. Like, what are you? Why are you doing this? You can like them. Yeah. Like, sure. I mean, I've o- I own T-shirts from notable bad guys, but at the same time, when I'm watching a show where they're being bad guys, I'm not cheering for them. No. We last week when we were at York Hall, we never booed louder than for Nina Samuels. Yeah. Who? Spoiler: We love yeah. Nina Samuels. But Nina Samuels is a massive heel. Yeah. And so she deserves our booze. Yeah. So everybody should just try and get on the same page. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, so I find some of that stuff, like, you know, runs counter to my enjoyment of a show. Yeah. If if I'm If I'm watching a match and the good guy is getting booed and people are shouting, you're a rubbish wrestler at him. I am. Um, I can't. I'm not invested. Yeah, and I'm waiting for the next thing to start because we want a bit of that storytelling. We want a bit of that character. Yeah. Um. We don't just want a show to be a collection of matches. No. Um. Some people do. Yeah. Um. And maybe that's. And the thing is, is. and the thing is, if this was just a collection of matches, that would be fine. Yeah. But because they are doing some of that storytelling, which isn't connecting, mm. um. You know, that's where your problems yeah, lie. There's a schism there, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on to a final, not my graps, okay. shall we? Um, and let's, again, preface this with this is this is not our graps, and your mileage may vary. Well, I but, mean, uh, that that goes without saying. Well, yeah, but I think it's it's worth stating sometimes, especially when we, we're about to slightly bury an individual. Um, I mean, if we bury them, it doesn't really mean anything well, in the no. grand scheme of things. Well, they might cry. I don't want to make anybody cry. It might be weirdly high-pitched if they do as well. <laughs> um, Adam Brooks. What is, an, what is an Adam Brooks? Yeah. I'll tell you what an Adam Brooks is. Mm. An Adam Brooks is a competent professional wrestler. Yep. He is fine. He looks like a wrestler, doesn't he? Yep. Um, doesn't talk like a wrestler, as you say. Strangely high-pitched. Um, but there's nothing wrong with Adam Brooks's wrestling, Be, uh, besides the fact that there's nothing right with it, yeah, there's nothing special about it. Yeah. Um, he is not especially charismatic. Um, he doesn't do anything with a massive flourish. He doesn't do anything unique, and that's fine. But he seems to be getting a lot of high-profile engagements. One would think he has friends. With influence. Um, I don't want to, you know, I couldn't possibly guess at where that might come from. Yeah, it's, it's just but weird. But he did hint at doing a cheeky Nando's kick wow. earlier in the evening. Is he friends um, with Brie Priestley? Yeah, the, the innovator of the cheeky Nando's yeah. kick. Um, he, I spoke to a, a friend of mine who I don't want to, I'm not going to name him, no. um, in the interval today, who was wearing a Adam Brooks t-shirt. Hmm. I asked, well, it's an interesting purchase. What what would make you buy that? And he said, I'm, I, re- I really like him. I think he's great. And asked me if I enjoyed the match earlier. I was like, not particularly. I think Adam Brooks um, is entertaining for the last 30 seconds of an Adam Brooks match mm. where he does a couple of flashy moves, including a destroyer 
which frankly everybody's doing. We saw a better destroyer later in the night from yeah. El Phantasmo. Um but he doesn't really do anything else bell to bell. No. Like I don't, I don't it feels it feels like we we've we've had to preface this with like it's not our graps. Yeah. And it does feel mean to sort of pick on one person, but it is somebody who suddenly seems to have appeared on our scene and is getting high profile matches. Yeah, and it's not just our scene that PWG seemed quite hot on him as well. Well, yeah, I mean, you said Keith Lee had his final match in PWG. Oh, he's having it. He's having it. Um, In a show named after him. Against Adam Brooks. Against Adam Brooks. That's bizarre to me. Um, I mean, unless Keith Lee in that match is going to murder Adam Brooks and then something else happens. But that's not really PWG style either, is it? So what is it? Is it a conspiracy? Is it, or are we missing out on something completely? I don't know. Like maybe it is us. Maybe like it genuinely is us. And that's happened before. You know, no, we haven't got people, and sometimes we've come round to people. Yeah, Um, I can't see it happening here. Plus, if you say his name quite quickly, sounds like a hospital in Cambridgeshire. Rubbish. That was rubbish. (laughs) What you just did. That was rubbish. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I honestly, I am prepared to be proved wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to be proved wrong. I mean, we've had this, we have had this in the past. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt Riddle, I, I had my reservations about until I first saw him I, live. I never had those. No, but then you, you're a monster anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had my reservations about um, Jordan Devlin. Yeah, Jordan Devlin was one that we were very vocal about um, upon first seeing him. Yeah, and like really were not excited about the idea of seeing him against some of our favourites. Mm. Um, but I think you know he's really turned a few heads, including yeah. ours. Three sixty. Yeah, all the way around. Yeah, I I would just like to see Adam Brooks do something that can't be done by 30 other blokes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, when you've got El Fantasmo stealing the show, yeah, higher up on the card, what does Adam Brooks offer? Yeah. And he won today, didn't he? Yeah, it's got weird. quite Beat a big swerve. win. Yeah. Um and and Swerve worked hard. Yeah. Did his stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Adam Brooks. If anybody, like, honestly, I know that we got a couple of listeners that really do like Adam Brooks. Yeah. And if anybody wants to try and change our minds, I'm happy to hear it. Yeah, please. Um, tell us what we're missing. Yeah, or just tell us we're arseholes for complaining. Yeah. I don't mind either way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, otherwise, you know, we, we had a lot of great wrestling on the show. Yeah. We singled out those two matches, but. The main event was great. Yep. Uh, there were a couple of people we spoke to that said it topped their last match, yep. um, which we weren't there for, but did watch on VOD, which I really yep. enjoyed. Yep. But it was different being there live. The tag title match was great. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yep. Like That was kind of a bit of a... There's a lot of shenanigans going on. Yeah, for all that the, the crowd were a bit weird in it, David Starr was, was great. And I mean, Curtis Chapman did his bit. Yeah. Um, not the bit that he was probably supposed to do, um, but he certainly sort of played his part in that. Mm. And yeah, I mean, top to bottom, it was a, it was a good show. That's what you get from Rev Pro, isn't it? 
Yeah. Well, you're always going to get a handful of, like, blowout matches. Mm. Because even, like, the local guys, like, they're going in and they're getting to perform in front of a thousand people. Yeah. So they're going to go out and give their all. Um, so I had a good time. Yeah. I mean, how are you, let's like talk about something because we we did we had a chat about Eve mm. before, and we talked about York Hall. Yeah. And I know you had a lot of trepidation going into this yeah. because of York Hall. How how do you feel the, the York Hall experience was today? Um, it seemed better. Yeah. Today, different. I don't know if it's a different security team. Um, I didn't have to empty my pockets. No. Um, oh, I did. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. Perhaps you just looked dodgy. I, I think they were em- getting people to empty their no, pockets. I just, I just got wanded and and patted down. I got patted down very vigorously. Oh, yeah. It's because you looked like a wrong one. I wasn't sure whether I liked it yeah. or didn't like it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Other than that, it was fine. I mean, it, I think it helped that we we timed our arrival. Well. Yeah, there was no hanging around. So um, we walked through the doors as the the goofy ring announcer was just like starting his spiel yeah um and sat down just as the first match was starting so yeah. there's no hanging around it was very hot in there it was very hot yeah yeah i don't quite understand so. why i don't know if they put the heating on yeah um, i mean there were there are a few more bodies in there than there were last saturday but um but that still that still shouldn't account for it no um and very long queues at the bar yeah. Um, so not as if you could even like go and get a, a drink or something no. to cool yourself down. Um, so, yeah. But other than that, it was fine. OK, good. It was fine. All right. Because you were grumbling about it all I bloody was. week. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, whether I would be in a major rush to go to another York Hall Rev Pro show, it would depend. No, I mean, it tends to be with us and um, with the worst kind of fans. <laughs> Um, we will go if they announce somebody we want to see. I th- but unfortunately, that's what RevPro have done. Yeah. That's what they've created because, you know, like they, they present these, like the New Japan guys in particular, mm. they present these shows and people are going to see those people. Yeah. So if they put on those people or or better, yeah. then I'll be tempted to go. Yeah. And weirdly, New Japan are coming over themselves. Yeah, so who knows what their relationship will be going forward. So, yeah, I mean, it might be that we see a load of people there that we then who's left to see it at RevPro. I've completed my I Spy New Japan talent book. I haven't got Tai Chi yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm looking for the elusive Bone Soldier. <laughs> New or old? Well, I haven't decided. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I might have missed out on the old one. I'd probably get him over. Yeah. Book him for good. Yeah. I wonder whether they'll bring out over Tiger Mask. Oh. I mean, not that it's not that it's like yeah, a, I mean, no- been out before, a particularly it? notable Tiger Mask. No, he's the worst one. Yeah. Um, should we call it a night? Yes. Um, so it is now one twenty-six in the morning. Uh, get on internet. Get on social media. Yeah. Um, Tell us why we're wrong about Adam Brooks. Yeah. Um, Tell us, how would you like me to say, not my graps? <laughs> <laughs> on the Facebook group, on Twitter, love the graps, just search for it. You know you know how the internet works. Yeah. And we'll be back at some point in the future. Who knows what? Who knows what will happen? <laughs> um, but until next time, please be careful and go to bed.